Hi, I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. Breaking up can be so hard to do. And so blooming dangerous too. It's really easy when you're not getting everything you think you need or things are not going quite right in a relationship, to say, oh, fiddle-dee-dee to this, it's going. And you end up chucking the baby out with the bathwater, as my mum used to say. I'm in a situation like that with someone I'm very fond of, like a lot, great friend, who's been helping me business-wise for the past four or five months. Sit till before midwinter. Then we had a break. And that gave me a lot of time to think because things weren't going right then. I don't know about for him, but for me, I wasn't getting what I really needed. And most of all, in fact, the very worst thing, I wasn't feeling heard. Being heard is so important in every relationship. Parent, child, child, parent, lovers, partners, business partners, emotional partners, friends. Even really with the girl on the checkout queue in the supermarket. She likes to be heard too. And you like to be heard When you're asking about a particular product or, you know, can I have two of this or why am I not getting the discount or whatever it is that's going on. Hearing, hearing people properly and hearing without interpreting them is vital. There's a saying that I like and most people don't listen with a view to hearing. They listen with a view to how they are going to reply. And that is very prevalent. It's something that I've worked on for 30 years now with clients, psychotherapy clients, coaching clients, whoever. And it's something that always comes up in the various group teachings and coachings that I do. You know, interestingly enough, It gets over quicker and people get through the problems of 
listening without interpreting and listening to hear the other person, that works best when I'm working with a group. And you know why? Because they all share. Because they get other people's opinions, not just mine, in the group while we're talking, while we're sharing, while we're working through a PowerPoint, while we're doing a meditation exercise, or after that, rather, not while we're doing it. And that helps because it becomes not a me and Ellen thing, but a me in the group. And she said that, and he said that, and I hadn't thought of that. And those were said by somebody other than me. Now, that's important because we all need this sort of listening to from many people, not just one. It's very good to have listening from just one person, and I'm getting back to that in a minute, but listening to in a group is very good. Over the past year, I've been working in with several groups, let's say in, because they weren't my groups. I was working as a participant student in someone else's group. And the number of times I got actually listened to by other members of the group was very small. Consequently, I didn't feel very good about the groups. I felt worse because I actually do listen to other people. And so when somebody makes a comment, I will give them back a comment that is relevant to what they said, asking a question and usually with encouragement for what they were saying, but maybe adding to it, but always with the encouragement first and then the adding to it. So since I wasn't getting that, I've left the groups. And be honest, I'd advise you to do the same if you're in that situation at all. But back to where we started. I've been in this relationship, business relationship, with this person. And he's lovely. I really like him. I get on with him. We joke together. We have lots of fun. But when it comes down to the business stuff, I don't feel heard. I say, that feels really wrong to me. That's getting in my gut. That's really itching me. That's upsetting me. That's hurting me. That's going against my core values, all this kind of stuff. So I say that. And I will often get a sort of yes and some sort of nice expressions and feelings and things like that back. And then we head back into the business stuff and I'm getting told to do it the old way again, his way, not my way. I'm getting it all back again. I'm not getting heard. It's like I hadn't said anything. And sometimes it feels like, right, you've got that off your chest, girl. So now we can get back to business and back to normal and you can start changing and you can start doing what I say. That isn't good for a relationship. I'm sure you're all aware of that, but this is the thing. How often do you actually take it? Because 
the person who you feel is not hearing you has some sort of qualification or whatever, that kind of thing, that makes you feel, well, I ought to be listening to them and maybe I ought to give it a go. Even whether you've been giving it a go for the past six months and it hasn't actually worked for you, you still feel, well, maybe I should. It must be me. You know, quite often it isn't you. I found this and I suffer from all of that. I will go there and I think, well, so-and-so really knows what they're talking about. She really knows about this. I better listen to her. She knows what she's talking about. And so I will try to live their script. I will try to do things their way. And I'll give it more than one go and it doesn't work. But there's some kind of guilt thing that hits me, and it may hit you too. I ought to be able to do this. I ought to be able to do this for her, for him. I ought to be able to do what they're saying. Other people can do it. Therefore, I must be wrong. That's not how it is. And I do know this. So you can just imagine me. There's me, you know, the real Ellen, saying, don't be such a twat, woman. Really, you know you can't do that. You know it is driving you insane. Actually, you're losing sleep over it. So stop. And then there's the sort of like what I call the personality, Ellen. You know, the everyday Ellen, the, the one who relates to other humans. I'm saying humans deliberately because I don't do this with animals and I don't do this with nature. But relating to other humans... That I will say, oh, well, maybe I should. There's that word, should. And I've used the word ought as well. And I know, I absolutely know in my bones, do not use those words. Do not tell yourself you should or you ought to. Because they always mean you are trying to do something someone else's way. Now, doing something someone else's way is not always wrong. But it is wrong if it's really messing with your guts, if it's making your heart ache, and if you're losing sleep, and if it feels all wrong. If you get any of those, stop. Now, I've told myself to stop, and I am stopping. In fact, I have stopped. This is not an imperfect tense thing that's going on. I've stopped, and I'm doing things the way my guts tell me, the way my intuition tells me, the way my core values fit, ways that do not nauseate me. And it's working. Surprise, surprise. Not really. Of course it's working because that is what I can do. Now, not being able to do everything is absolutely fine too. For goodness sake, I haven't got a clue as far as being a plumber. I'm really not good at any kind of data collection and all the stuff that my VA can do absolutely standing on her head and backwards. I can't do that. I get no right to was. I can't do all the easy, th you know, 
relatively easy things that my podcast friend can do for me, that he does for me. I am absolutely appalling when it comes to DIY, to mending, put up a shelf, what? God, don't even start. You can imagine what I'm going to do to it. And I'm really, really abysmal at, well, quite a lot of things. We all are. But I don't have to be superwoman. I don't have to do all of them. And not doing some of them is also a bloody good idea because it enables me to help other people by saying, hey, John, can you do this for me? Hey, Jane, will you do that for me? And so helping them, giving them work. It's all sharing. It's all exchange. But to get back to the beginning again, and this relationship and breaking up is so hard to do, do I actually want to break up with this relationship? Have I got to be all or nothing? We're all, all in or we're all out. Have I got to be that? Have any of us got to be that? No, we don't actually. I really like my friend who has helped me enormously with business stuff up to the midwinter season. And now, what he's telling me to do, I can't do. And it doesn't work for me, and it actually stops me working well. That's not good at all. But because I don't want to work his way in business with him anymore, does that mean I've got to chuck the relationship? No, it does not mean that. It means we can be friends, we can have fantastic relationships, sharing jokes, doing all sorts of stuff like that together, sharing opinions, sharing ideas. But I don't have to do my business his way. I do my business my way. So think about that for yourselves. Where are you in relationships with people where, well, I like all this about them, but I don't like that. It is possible to like part of something and not like all of it. And it's part of all of us to like some parts of a relationship and not like others. But do be careful. Don't do what my mum used to say, throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, you don't want the bathwater anymore. It's filthy and horrible and disgusting. Throw that out. But take the baby out, dry it off, give it a cuddle, and then throw the bathwater away. So you've still got the baby. You've still got the likes and the good things in the friendship. But you haven't got the things that you don't like. Another little tip. When you're teaching someone and they really don't want what you've got, I tell you, because I've had to nearly try and do this and then stop doing it and get out of it somehow. When you're trying to teach somebody something they don't want, it's totally uphill, like vertical climb, no crampons, no ropes. 
is horrible. You're not enjoying it, and they're not enjoying it. And another thing in there, when you're not enjoying it, you are not doing it as well as you could. You are not giving of your best. And you're not giving of your best as a learner, as a student either with this person. You won't be because you'll be resisting the whole time. Yeah, we get told, well, let's get through this resistance. Let's remove this resistance. Hmm. As an awareness, British for shaman, and as a psychotherapist, no. You do not always, or even many times, need to remove a resistance. Resistances are there because there is something which may not be conscious yet that is not right, not appropriate for the person who's doing the resisting. It is not right for them. It won't be the right thing for them. And they're resisting even if they're going through all these oughts and shoulds and I ought to be doing this, they're resisting because their innate, inner, real, true self knows that it's wrong for them. So don't try and remove the resistance. If you're good enough as a psychotherapist, awareness or coach even, if you're good enough, maybe you've got the skills to help discover what that resistance is. And when you found it, and what the roots of it are too, and when you found it, then you, well not you, but the, your client, the student, the customer, can discover for themselves whether they want to lose that resistance really, or whether they don't. And you know, I don't care if you're a coach, a business coach, a business teacher, a awareness teacher, a psychotherapy teacher, who the hell else teacher? I don't care who you are. You don't have the right to take that resistance away. Your client does. Your student does. If they want to if and when it feels right for them. You can help by putting in all the ideas, but never push them to get over the resistance. Never, ever, ever do that. Help them to look at it. Help them to discover what it is and find out what it is and learn what that resistance is. And then find whether they want to actually lose it. And if so, you can explore together, say that again, explore together how this might be done for them. If they don't, that is their choice. That is where they are. And you've got no right to push or pull them in any other direction. So right back to the beginning again. Here I am in this relationship with someone on one side, I really like, I really enjoy their company. I can chat with them for hours on end. Going down the pub is great, etc. We enjoy lots of the same things, not all of them, 
but we do enjoy a lot and we enjoy chatting we enjoy exchanging we enjoy that side of our relationship but the old way that we were using to do business together that's not all that's no longer a starter for 10 even let alone a possibility that is not how we can relate not how we can work so our choice is do we want to keep the friendship side but not do the business like we were do we actually want to explore doing the business in a different way i wouldn't mind doing that we have to see next week whether or not he feels like that too but just like that i am not going to make a clean break immediately i am not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater i'm going to see what i can have of what i enjoy what suits him and i'm not going to overpersuade him to do what i want him to do either but what suits both of us where is our relationship going to feel easy how is it going to feel easy and if the answer answer comes to that that it isn't well then we will probably choose to break up but we're not there yet and i'm not going to make snap decisions on it so easy to do that so much temptation to do that absolutely masses of temptation all around me to do that but i'm not doing it i will stay with the moment this is part of the being present again i'm not leaping into the future and i'm not dredging up the past i'm well aware of both of them and the many possibilities of the future and all that has brought me here to the past from the past rather but i'm not being in either of those i'm being here this is where we are now now what paths are open to both of us which one should we take we'll have to see where that goes next week but breaking up is so hard to do changing a relationship is hard work too growing a relationship changing it evolving it and evolving with it into where you both are comfortable now and that's what we've got to do that's what's important so please don't jump and make snap decisions be in the moment be aware of everything around you all the influences pros and cons all of that be aware of everything around you but be in the now and when you're there in the now then you'll be able to make decisions that work for you and that will help other people to work for themselves too and you know what you'll have an endpoint a decision a beingness that is absolutely right for both of you 
So that's it for today. That's it for my podcast for today. And I'm very glad to have you all with me. And I will see you all next time. I wonder what we're going to do next time. That's the fun of it. That's the future. In the now, I don't know what that's going to be. None of us do. So let's enjoy every step of our journey, every moment of now. See you guys. See you soon. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com. Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires.